This week is Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. Uh, now, I think every week should be Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, I think every week should be Mental Health Awareness Week. Children's Mental Health Awareness Week is super important because most of the emotional problems we have in life actually begin in childhood. And what we're going to try to focus on is how we and our kids can take care of ourselves to prevent problems with mental health and also to cope with stress and emotional problems when they happen. Let's talk more about that. Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Jean Barresen. And I'm Ellen Broughton. Hey, Ellen. So um, what's this week been like for you? We usually start by kind of saying how things are going. Well, things are going well. I mean, we're in Boston and the, the weather has not been so great. And it's spring and it feels like it should be nice and sunny and we should be outside doing things and... No, supporting our. What's so bad? <laughs> You're a gardener. I know. That's that's. This is this is good news for you. It is. Well, I love the cool rainy weather for two reasons. One is is that it's it's good for gardening, uh, but the other thing is is it's good for photography, black yeah. and white photography. If if it's not pouring rain, and actually, I just kind of like hanging around inside and playing music, and you know, it's. See, I find myself not ever moving when it's like this, moving mm-hmm. around. And I, you know, you know, I, I was for six months living in Europe where we walked everywhere and all the time. And since I got back to Boston, it's been really cold. And but you I just can never walk get in outside. the rain. You can. No, it's just not. Just as, like Gene Kelly, you know, singing in the rain. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, I guess that's that. true. But somehow it just doesn't have the same feel. And it's been cold and windy and. It, ha- it has been unseasonably cool. Yeah. So the grass is, the grass is doing okay. The old grass is, but, but, but planting new stuff like grass and things that need seeds, yeah. it's not warm enough for the seeds to come There up. you go. So, so there. I can't plant my Even wildflower garden until it gets towards like 70. That's about, yeah, that's we about haven't the sweet had, spot for I mean, for, for the last few weeks, we haven't had anything that no, warm. No, it's been in the 50s. Yeah. It's, been, yeah. it's, been, it's been gray it's been, in the yeah. 50s. Well, so, it is reflect. That's right. It's a good time. These, this sort of weather causes you to reflect on different things and kind of go inward a little bit. That's, that can be a good thing, like you said. Yeah. So um, Children's Mental Health Awareness Week. Yes. Is now. Now. And, and um, it's a really valuable time for us to be thinking about mental health issues and problems and prevention mm-hmm. and talking about that. We, we do that a lot, but this is, yeah. this, is, this is where the whole country basically should be coming together and focusing on, on mental health, right? Yes, exactly. And sort of thinking it as just an absolute part of our health as our physical health is. Yeah. And so it gives us that chance to sort of uh, prioritize it as being just as important as anything else, as nutrition, as, you know, we have to take care of that right. part, of and us. so and so, 
we'll be talking about self-care today, but before we do, I just really, I think it's really important. I mean, SAMHSA, or the the uh, United States Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, that's Very a mouthful, good. Yeah, it is. Um, has been focusing on uh, teen suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot of uh, folks out there have uh, seen the news, uh, and there's been a recent study uh, in the Journal of the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, which is another big mouthful. And very prestigious journal, too. Very prestigious journal um, uh, about a study uh, about a, an uptick in teenage suicides following um, the first season of um, 13 Reasons Why, mm-hmm. Netflix series. And while, while it didn't conclude that it was causing the suicides, it was a very well done study that showed that there was an uptick. And we do know that some kinds of copycat phenomena happen mm-hmm. when when adolescents view suicides, right, whether they're right. narratives or stories or whether they're, you know, celebrities. Um, so that's that's been in the news and it, it it's yeah. it's a worrisome it is. It's a parent of a. If I, I'm not right now, but if I were a parent of a an adolescent, that would really concern me. And and the, and you know, I I did some studying of this when it first came out. M- most of the parents did not watch the the show with their kids. Most of the parents did not know that these teenagers could binge watch the whole mm-hmm. series, yeah. which is a huge dose of it. So it's worrisome. Yes. The good news is is that there was a study. Um, that came out from the University of Pennsylvania about the second season. Now, this is the good news. Um, well, it's good and bad news. The study of the second season showed that there were some teenagers who couldn't take the second season, and they, they turned it off because they became so distressed. And the consideration is that these teenagers may have been vulnerable, um, at risk mm-hmm. for harming themselves or you know freaked out by it. Interestingly, the ones who watched it the whole way through were found to be more optimistic and more empathetic and more sensitive to help others who were depressed and suicidal. So um, it just shows that the media can be used for better or worse. Some kids can actually benefit from watching these these highly charged things, and others can be... um, you know, uh, traumatized by it. Yeah. I mean, the question that comes up, though, yes, in this case, it could benefit them, but could there have been other ways to have gotten to that yeah. point of empathy? Um, what's the difference between season one and season two that might have led to a difference in terms of the people watching and the effect that it might have had on them? Well, season one was, um, you know, the pr- the premises is that the um, this young lady... Uh, took her life mm-hmm. and and she the 13 reasons were basically sending tapes right, to 13 right. people that that she felt uh, contributed the, to yes. her uh, taking her life by suicide season but uh, there was a lot of trauma there was a lot of sexual yes. assault there was a yes. lot of drugs there was a lot of all kinds of stuff that were you know very highly charged the second season was more kind of dealing with the um, the aftermath yeah. Know, dealing with the the sexual assault, dealing with you know, kind of um, the wrongdoings mm-hmm. of and the misguided behavior of some of the teenagers, um, and it wasn't you know there there, there wasn't an actual suicide in the second season, right? Um, but it was more about the consequences of the act, the yes. effect on the other people left, and 
And interestingly, what the studies show is that when you don't glamorize a suicide, when you show the con- and you don't make simplistic, um, yes. uh, you know, judgments about well, she killed herself because blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, um, and you show the consequences and its effect on other people, and the impact. Um, uh, it's much more powerful, and it and it doesn't result in copycat behavior. Right, so it may right. have been the content. It may have been and Netflix, to its credit, had an after show called Beyond the Reasons. Mm-hmm. They also had the characters come out of of character, and talk about their feelings about playing these roles mm-hmm. and um, warning kids about behaviors. And uh, and there was a lot of good work by the American uh, you know Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, uh, and and other expert yeah. groups that actually weighed in and really good commentary. I don't know how many of the teens actually watched those. Right, things. right. But, but but I think the takeaway is that there that these sorts of things have an effect, of course, on adolescents, and that there's a way that we can actively work with that, yeah. and <clears throat> to be intelligent about these sorts of things. And you know, even as a parent, maybe knowing what your child can and can't handle. And yeah. also monitoring that, which is not that easy to do when yeah. you have a 15 or 16-year-old with a, with a computer where they can log on to, to anything. Most it's not parent, even like they're in a different right. room watching the yeah. TV. They're, they, they can be on their laptop, yeah. on their phone watching yeah. something. So, yeah. yeah. So it's tough. But let's, let's get into the topic for today, which is um, self-care. Yes. And um, the Clay Center has a couple of new videos about middle school and high school kids and how they deal mm-hmm. and manage with stress mm-hmm. and how they promote self-care. And it's posted on YouTube, on Clay TV. Yes, um, they're great. And on great our website. Videos. But so let's talk about self-care because self-care is a way of both preventing emotional difficulties and also coping with them. That's right. And so, uh, you know, like, what do you do for self-care? Well... <laughs> It's funny you should ask. We did a we did a video on this. We each did. I know. And mine was on uh, exercise, which really comes with a lot of really positive outcomes, and from physical health to mental health. In some studies, it's been shown to be quite effective, even with anxiety and depression. And the funny thing is, I I we you know we call it self care, but I don't actually love to exercise. I was one of those people in high school and elementary school, whenever, who was like one of the last people picked in gym class. I was very uncoordinated. Oh. I was super skinny and um, <laughs> not very good with anything oh, that tended that to be really thrown or when caught. That really the last or, one picked. I, I wasn't, well, I wasn't <laughs> the last one because usually the last ones were the ones who were uncoordinated and not socially adept. <laughs> so I was usually like, I would see my friends. It's like, I know I should pick her. I but feel they, bad. So you think they picked because they picked you because they liked you? Yes, but I was I was still one of the very last people. So, you were, so anyway, you were still I was a liability. I was I was not a and I I I love to swim, but that I was not a team sport person. So it's funny that now, as I aged, um, I just became very focused on exercise because I just know that I feel better doing it. But do you like and do you like doing it? Do you look forward Do you look I, forward yeah, to doing it? Once I'm there. I like it, and I love it after I'm done. Like, I love the fact that I feel better, I have more energy, I look better. 
And so, yes, but I don't, it's not like I'm like, oh gosh, I can't wait to go to the gym and run on the treadmill. But I do, there are certain things I like and I love to box. And this well, that's morning. that's so interesting. I was going to say that. Yes. You box. I mean, even this morning I was sort of grumpy about something. In fact, grumpy about the weather. And I went to my boxing class and the boxing teacher, um, you know, where it's like, you know, get out your frustrations, and it felt so good. But you don't do box against uh, people, or no? I don't. I don't. Um, Because we we have to avoid traumatic brain injury. I know. (laughs) I know. But 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 you can you can spar with someone who you know has gloves and that which which we do. But you know you're not hitting anybody's head. You're hitting their like they're they're holding up pads or something. So anyway, I just think it's you know for me it's one of those things that gets out some aggression, but I also love to do yoga, which is kind of at the other end of the spectrum. And a lot of people find that yoga can be, you know, a great way to cope with stress, but also to get ahead of the stress. So what about you? What's your... Well, I, I should be doing more exercise. Um, and I've started. I've actually started that. But um, it's actually not um, my uh, means of self-care. I, I You know, I, it, we, we did these videos and I actually... Um, the two things that um, help me take care of myself are one, uh, cuddling with my best friend Bear, Your my dog, dog. <laughs> um, and uh, and 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 also playing music, and and it you know so I made a video of Bear kind of sitting next to me on the pia- you know when I'm playing the piano. Interestingly, he doesn't do that when I'm playing when I play the piano. I think the I think the piano's too loud for him, and yeah. he's really sensitive to to. To, to loud noises, so he, he just goes into the other room. Uh, when I'm playing the guitar, though, he'll actually sit next to me or sit oh. at my feet because it's, it's, it's calming, yes. and, um, and I've been playing more guitar lately, and so, so that's what I do to take care of myself. But, yeah. Um, but, and yeah, and we, we, we both don't have just one thing to do to take care of ourselves, okay. and that's the, I think that's a good point to keep in mind is that... Um, there are some days when playing the guitar is right. Some days piano is, is yeah. the right thing. You know, for me, sometimes writing, reading is one of those places that I really escape to do. You know, I probably that's my number one self-care thing, but that doesn't make such a fun video to watch. <laughs> but, but you know, there, there are multiple ways that most of us cope. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes it's, you know, a bath. Sometimes it's something active. Sometimes, and that, I think that's just something important to keep in mind is that it's not just a one well and the thing is is that i guess i guess the message for for parents and for teenagers and young adults who might be listening is is to be mindful be aware of what activities really do make you feel better more controlled mm-hmm. relaxed comforting comfortable um and, and 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 build them into your schedule so that you that you yeah. don't forget to do them because yeah. it's so easy at least for me not to take care of myself, right? To get so caught up in scheduling and doing things, and you know, being on the computer, and 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 um, it's it's true. And I think when we're talking about child development, I think there's a a couple of important things to keep in mind with self care. Is that one of the things that kids are trying to do is mastery. I mean, that's one way that we negotiate through childhood successfully is by becoming masterful at different things. And I think self care. It, for us in adults, oftentimes are things that we were ma- that we mastered, but it's also very important in terms of self-esteem to feel that you can do something really well. Yeah. And I think kids need a balance of having one or two things that they can really 
that they enjoy, that they feel mastery over, and then also some other things that 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 they feel like are, are self care, but they're not very good at. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm not really very probably good at boxing, but it, no, you look pretty I like good it. in the in the video. I I, 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 I wouldn't like want I wouldn't want to be in front of you. I mean, in fact, I'd like you on on a dark street. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll see, but but um, but I think it's important to kind of think about that. And you know, we were talking about at one point in the last couple of weeks in, in thinking about this topic, we were talking about self care in young kids and I started to look up some of the research and you know and and there's not a whole lot on self-care in younger children because first of all we don't always call it that and so it's hard to then find research when we we don't really know what we're looking for but you know I I started thinking that a lot of what comes up is about caring for oneself right and as a two-year-old or a three-year-old how you care for yourself is to learn how to how to literally you know feed yourself um take you know, brush your teeth, yeah. tie your shoes. That it's those sorts of things. We it really self care is about how do we make sure that we're all um, in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. And so it starts with those little things, like, hey, I did that. Hey, mommy, I did that. To us evolving into more complex humans who say this makes me feel really good, or this makes me feel better or you know so and the the other thing about now that you mentioned too well i have a two-year-old granddaughter who i you know love doing things with drawing and reading and um you know putting on music like she's sitting eating her food and she says music because i know what and then you know so i put some music on that i know she likes whether it's baby beluga or whatever but you know i try to find some versions that i can actually tolerate um and i found some really good ones but what's interesting is is that it's doing things together and you got to do that with younger kids but teenagers and families you know might consider what are the things that we can do together to take care of ourselves because then you have a combination of two things that promote resilience you have self-care but you also have attachment to people that you really love and care about and you're doing things together so going outside and taking a walk or playing ball or um, and and the, the research on resilience does show that we um, need other people to keep us resilient. Right. That it's the the rare. It's the engagement. It's it's the engagement exactly, and that you know a, a lot of people say that the the one thing that kept the most re- resilient or made the most resilient, especially if they've been in really tough circumstances, is the impact of just one special person. Yeah. And so if you're that grandfather who is that one special person in your you know, grandchild's life, um, that you alone might make her resilient. Although so, so I, I know she has lots of opportunities to oh. form attachments. Um, but but that's it's something important to think about is that community and that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and I, I so, so the message for parents is to kind of think about what you and your family love to do together or you and some of your kids love to do together and get a lot of enjoyment out of and and um and make a point to do that you know um so um i hope that folks will will look at these videos well we at the clay center we put together a whole every one of us i think yeah we all yeah everybody we all did our own little selfies yes and they're going to be posted on facebook Mm -hmm. i think because that's what we can tell the whole story instagram is a little too short you know i mean you were boxing longer than a minute so no, I think it's only 45 <laughs> seconds. But <laughs> Did you keep it to 45 seconds? Yeah, well, okay. But if they'll be posted, um, and, 
and people should check that out. And, and write in and tell us what you do to take care of yourselves. Um, so, yes, we'd uh, love to hear. There are a bunch of things um, uh, that's happening with the Clay Center. So one is to look, look at the video series of self-care, yes. which is at uh, uh, Clay TV on YouTube. And follow us on Facebook because we're going to be having some resources as well as the videos on self-care. Um, and, um, oh, that's right. Uh, I, and Ask the Docs on Instagram. So yes. on Instagram, we have a series of Ask the Docs, hashtag Ask the Docs, which is a video series where we, the docs, answer some common parent questions about self-care. Yes, there's a lot going on. There's, there's a lot media going on. platforms. And, and you, know, you know, we're rolling all this out, you know, uh, for Mental Health Awareness Week, but we should be, every week should be Mental Health Awareness Week, ideally. Um, so when we end, we talk about the news. So what, what has moved you in the news this past week? Well, one of the things that's been in the news a lot is this whole um, measles outbreak. Yeah. It's very scary. And I think that um, I, I, it's one of those things that people have done because of fear. And when I mean done, I mean like not vaccinated their children yeah. because of fear, I think. And it, it, the fear of what? Aut- so of, the, the myths. Of aut- the Autism. myths. And the- there's clearly no evidence for this. Right. And there's, you know, a, we're taught as scientists and practitioners together, you know, to be um, skeptical of, right. of research that comes out. So, you know, we, we start by by being very skeptical even of the research yeah. itself. But this, in this case, it is so clear that there is no, that, that vaccines do not cause, not the vaccines themselves, not the whatever um, chemicals are put into the vaccine to keep them, uh, whatever, safer, um, uh, longer shelf life, yeah. that none of these things are associated with autism. Right. But there is this fear still that that, it, that that's the case, and certainly, and certainly, vaccines have been shown over time to make a huge difference. I mean, we we virtually eliminated we eliminated smallpox and yes. polio. I mean, I remember when I was growing up um, in the fifties, um, I couldn't go swimming in swimming pools because polio was rampant, and that was before mm-hmm. the the oral polio uh, yeah, vaccine. vaccine um, yeah. And um, you know, vaccines have done tremendous, tr- and measles is a very serious illness. It I mean, is, yes. Um, so, um, you know, it's really important to to get your kids vaccinated. Yes. And, and um, uh, you know, another aside that I think is very interesting is I've read a number of blogs and uh, pieces by parents who have children with autism and who are very upset by the fact that people would rather see a child get measles and perhaps die rather than have autism. And so autism is just, you know, it is part of the spectrum of, of human behavior. And so it, it's been interesting to see that there's been a backlash from the, you know, parents of children. And, and in some cases, even in a couple of cases, by people who are on the spectrum themselves yeah. to say, am I, is it so bad to be me that you would not yeah. want to keep your child healthy really and the, the health of the world as yeah. well. It, it's stigmatizing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the other thing is that there are other myths about vaccines besides auti- autism. Autism right, is the right, biggest right, one. Right, but there are big, other yeah. myths about that vaccines will mess up your immune system and will cause all kinds of harm. But, but what we found over time is that, you know, it probably, in terms of prevention, in, in, in all of medicine, there's probably, I can't think of anything really that has had as big an impact on 
um, life expectancy on health and well-being um, than vaccines. Right. I mean, that that and probably penicillin, and that yeah. that's Antibi- probably antibiotics it. and Antibi- vaccines yeah. are, um, are two really important things. Yeah. I mean, you know, if your kid has strep throat, right, you're going to give them antibiotics, right? Hopefully, and I, I think there is this idea that when we don't see what it is that we should be afraid of, it's very easy to not engage in treatment for it. I mean, we could say the same thing about mental health issues, too. When it doesn't seem like it affects us, we don't necessarily have to be that engaged in the process of prevention. And that is very similar with measles. Now that people are seeing how awful it is, um, some people and parents who chose to not have their children vaccinated, or in some cases, some children over the age now of 18 are choosing to be vaccinated. Yep. So it's it's funny. What, what we don't see or we what we don't right. understand, we don't tend when to prevent. When there's no threat. When there's no threat. Yeah, yeah. Um, we tend to be complacent. Yeah. So um, thanks, everybody, for listening. And um, if you have comments or questions about self-care, um, just let us know and um, we'll uh, try to do more and more and more on this on this important topic. I'm Gene Bresson. I'm Ellen Broughton. See you next time.